This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Jackie Brown. Take me at 110th Street. That song's been running in my head since I saw the movie. <laughs> like a week ago. This movie came out in 1997, directed by Quentin Tarantino, screenplay by Quentin Tarantino, based on the novel by Elmore Leonard. Starring Pam Greer, Samuel Jackson, Robert Forrester, Michael Keaton, Bridget Fonda, Robert De Niro, Chris Tucker, uh, Sid Haig, other people. What'd I miss? <laughs> tiny, tiny blister. Jackie, I got in the fire, man. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this was my pick, and I picked this because I've only seen this once. I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan, and I only saw this once a long time ago, and I didn't really remember it, and I remember not liking it, like, compared to Pulp Fiction and stuff. So, I wanted to watch it again, and as usual with most Quentin Tarantino movies, for me, it takes a couple watch, a couple watches before I really appreciate it, and I felt I did like it a little bit more the second time. Um, so obviously I did not see this in the movie theater. Uh, I don't even know how I saw it. Probably a Netflix, like a red envelope Netflix, something way back in the day. Uh, Scott, what was your introduction to this movie? Uh, probably something similar. I, I probably watched this on cable at some point a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, yeah, didn't didn't see this in the movie. Um, I didn't remember. A whole lot about it. I mean, I knew the the basic structure going into watching this again, uh, but but I think I'm like you, Jeff. I, I enjoyed it more this time around. All right, and Alex, uh, I definitely saw this in the theater, and I only saw it once, but it really stuck with me because I remembered like a lot of this movie. There were some little details and stuff that I got reminded in the latest viewing, but yeah, and I loved it from from the first viewing. Spoiler. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. As usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. I'll go first. And um, my number seven is uh, a lot of these are just going to be the character, like individual characters. But one yeah. moment uh, that I want to call out is uh, when Sam Jackson, which God, I forget these characters' names now. Ordell. Ordell shoots uh, Chris Tucker. Was not expecting that. I totally, I remember that at all. <laughs> know, that, that was, was pretty so awesome because he was so charming and convincing. Yeah, it's like okay, well, let's see what these, uh, what how the deal is going to go down with these Koreans. Exactly, and like at once I, you know, they pan out and they show he just went into the field. Okay, at that point I realized it, but it wasn't until they panned out and did that, and I was, so that was pretty cool. Wasn't expecting it, so that's my number seven, Scott. Okay. Uh, number seven is, uh, right. I, I think it was the, the, the thing I thought was funniest in the movie, which was, uh, 
when, when Bridget Fonda is left alone with um, Robert De Niro and they're just making <laughs> weird small talk and then she just looks over at him and goes, wanna fuck? And uh, he just and goes full De Niro and he's just like, yeah, okay. And then they cut to them uh, uh, boning on the counter. <laughs> it's all it's all just kind of awkward and uh they finish and she goes uh, that was fun and he says yeah it really hit the spot <laughs> and then he like she, she kind of walks off and then he kind of awkwardly stands up for a minute and pulls up his pants and then he like gets a drink out of the fridge and it was it was a weird uh uh like i don't i don't know uh, cut away uh, to them together it's mm-hmm. funny a little bit <laughs> a little bit gonna hump gonna hump me hump De Niro. Right, alex alex number seven uh my number seven is also a bridge and fonda it, it's a it's a scott damn tarantino movie so i'm really glad they got the foot shot just out of the way and then i can enjoy the rest of the movie <laughs> so it wouldn't be fucking bugging me yeah vintage tarantino it's like, all right, there's the feet. Okay, we can move on. Rest of the movie. Let's go. Yeah? Yeah. I, uh, you know, obviously, oh, yeah, he did it in this movie, too, but I'm thinking this is like his second movie, so <laughs> it started the trend. Yeah, really. It's the continuation. Yeah. Um. All right, on to my number six. It also includes Bridget Fonda, and I just like the scene where you kind of introduced to her and him and... De Niro and the phone rings. You know, he's making her get up and get the phone and she, this is for you. This way she just, hello, doesn't even like, listen, it's for you. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> hello, it's for you. Yeah, I like that. So that number six. Great. Scott. Uh, the, I, I guess I'm calling it the grift because it wasn't a heist. <laughs> but yeah. uh, the, the ultimate grift. Um, you can see some, some, you know, again, vintage Tarantino, some good stuff. Uh, the the long shot of her going through the mall uh, was pretty cool. And yeah. as an aside, I did have I did have fun, like all the, all the the mall shots, like recognizing some of the shot the stores in the background, which are no longer in business. I think like pretty much all of them. <laughs> like there was like Julius. A, there was like a, yeah, there's Julius. There's a there's a Sam Goody. Um, oh, Goody got it. Yeah, not no more. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that that was that true. Do you guys know the the Del Amo Mall, the largest one in the world at one point? So I always, I always thought it was like something in Minnesota, like Mall of America or something like that. Uh, I think that didn't that come later. I don't or know. Maybe it's, during production. It I don't know. It's, 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 it's obviously not important. But uh, yeah. yeah, like the the long shot of, of her coming out of the, uh, the dressing room, and that's really one of like. One of the moments of, of highest tension in the entire movie because didn't quite understand what her her sense of panic was there uh, because you know they it, the the whole <laughs> carry out the plan without explaining what was going to be done ahead of time thing uh, you know this was not the, the first movie to do that but uh, there's a lot of that going on in this movie mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just the, the whole swapping in the bags and, and seeing how it all played out. Like, obviously, she couldn't have accounted for uh, uh, Melanie, Bridget Fonda's character, pocketing some of the money 
or or her getting shot in the parking lot or Lewis getting shot. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was cool to see the, yeah. the final thing kind of play out. I mean, because she definitely gave her the marked bills. Right. Just so that they would be on her. But yeah, her getting shot in the parking lot was not not in the plan, I don't think. <laughs> Lewis. Alright, I looked up. List of largest shopping malls in the United States. <laughs> um, Del Amo is number six now. Um, Trash mall. <laughs> it's so... Uh, I mean, the number one is the one in the Mall of America in Minnesota, and that was made in 92, so that would have been around. So, I, I mean, I don't know how reliable this is. Just to let you know, after that, there's the American Dream in Jersey, King of Prussia in, uh, in Philadelphia, <laughs> what? and King of Prussia Mall. King of Prussia's actual city, I think, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, like Germantown. Mm, I, don't know, I don't know. But uh, number four, South Coast Plaza. So really? There you go. Does it, yeah. yeah, they must count the fucking bridge across the sh- that goes across uh, the street. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so. They shouldn't count it. They shouldn't count it. Crystal Court. Yeah. What a yeah, bunch of potential bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's two. The Crystal Court, my lord. So anyway, South Coast Plaza is a mall out here in Orange County where we live. It's, it's a pain to get in and out of. It's been there a long time. That's how I know like what season it is, though, because... Uh, before I move, I can drive by it every day off the freeway and see the Christmas decorations up. <laughs> oh, it must be March. Yeah. <laughs> it must be the day after Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. All right. Uh, that was what, Scott? So, Alex, number six. My number six is just this quote, and I completely forgot it was from this movie. AK-47, when you absolutely positively have to kill every motherfucker in the room, except no substitutes. That's funny, because I've heard that quote a million times, yeah, and I had no idea it was from this movie. So, so another question for you guys. Uh, uh-huh. I, it I, about AK-47s. It's, it's, it might not be. Uh, oh. Well, actually, I, I, I vaguely remember a quote saying something along the lines of, this ain't your daddy's whatever. And I thought that was this movie, but I guess not. No. I'm pretty, no, it was this movie, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's one of the girls that says it in the in the Chicks with Guns video. Does she say it? Because I was waiting I thought, for one of them to say it after Sam Jackson made his speech. I, I was thinking uh, that. Oh damn well, it. if she if I'm he didn't say it, then, watch the movie again. Then she didn't. Yeah, I don't think they did. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I think it's one of the girls in the uh, <laughs> Hot Chicks with Guns videos. Maybe. That says it. With like the yeah. when she's talking about the Mac Ten and everything. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's anyway. a good quote. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, uh, let's run to my number five. And that'd be Michael Keaton in this movie. I do not remember him being in this at, yeah. at all. Yeah, honorable mention. Um, yeah, he's not in it much, but he's good. I liked him. I, Michael I, Keaton's great in everything. Like, he's he's such, like, a like one step to, the, like, the, the right of being a total doofus. Like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't quite yeah. come up as, as dumb or, or goofy, but he, he's always wearing the leather jacket. He does some weird shit, like when he stands on the chair, like <laughs> that one scene. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I agree, Jeff. He's good in this. Yeah. All right. So the, the fun thing, um, it's Elmore Leonard. So that character actually pops up in at least Out of Sight. 
Um, yeah, I just read that. I gotta watch so, Out of Sight. Again. So if you so if you watch Out of Sight, it's uh, Michael Keaton and again as the same character, even though it's a completely different director and there's no like the studios. Real, yeah. I mean, the same characters in it, but there's not really a whole lot of connection between the two of them. Huh. Just whatever the author's universe. Yeah. Because it's yeah, Out of Sight isn't that another one of his books? It is. Yes. Right? Yes. So it was like this. He also did the uh, Get Shorty. Mm, okay. Is Keaton in that one too? No. Oh. All right. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> His part was played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, number five. Okay. Number five uh, is again the, the the vintage Tarantino. The through line here, uh, the kind of connect the dots between. Uh, all of his movies and what he's trying to do. Um, and, you know, he gets a little a more elaborate and, and I don't know skillful is the right word, but um, some of the stuff gets cleaner as, as it goes along. Um, but just like some of the, the common stuff here, it was fun to see. There's the trunk cam uh, that, that he uses. Um, there was the uh, couple of long shots. Um you know, you see those used to, to, to greater effects, certainly in like Kill Bill. Um, mm-hmm. You you see the one of the things that, that I like that he I don't know how much of this was him or uh, his his old editor Sally Mank, um, who, who unfortunately passed away. Um, she's probably like a decade ago now, but uh, like one of the things they, they do in the, this that I really like that they do in Kill Bill, and I think they do it in Pulp Fiction. Is they they have a scene with the music and then they do the hard cut, uh, like in the middle of the song with, with uh, just kind of cutting everything off, yeah. and then there's no music anymore. Um, I always I always like that. I feel it's a very effective uh, way to to kind of pull your attention back into to whatever scene that you're, you're watching. Um, just obviously the dialogue. <laughs> uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino doesn't shy away from from certain uh, uh, slang words, shall we call them? Um, but you know, Sam Jackson seems game for this stuff, and uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 cool to see him kind of uh, take take a step forward here. Um, you know, not not really much different from Pulp Fiction, uh, but I feel like this one this movie kind of required a steadier hand. There's there's more of a um, a, a consistent uh, on a plot uh, for this one. Obviously, Pulp Fiction is basically a bunch of vignettes, so it doesn't really line up exactly. But uh, anyways, it's just it's fun to spot all the things that were very much Tarantino. You know, you, you mentioned the toes, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Alex, number five. My number five is I love the seventies aesthetic to this movie. It's it's got that um, it, it's inspired by like old school filmmaking, but of course you know Tarantino puts the modern as in ninety four, but the modern twist on it. Uh, and yeah, it was it was inspired by uh, black exploitation films of old. But I love yeah the greatness of the film, but I don't know how much of that they I don't think they added any to it. It's just a film from ninety four now. But uh, some of the zooms, some of the. Um, intentionally awkward positioning of some of the characters uh the long shot of uh 
Pam Greer as she's walking on the uh, the walkway at the very beginning with the cool logo and the font and everything's awesome. I love it. Yeah, and that scene on her on the treadmill or whatever, that's like from The Graduate or one of those old classic movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's The Graduate. Um, oh, it kind of yeah. ends similar, too. Now that I think about it, now that you pointed that out. Hmm. Hmm. It's like Quentin Tarantino watches movies and steals from them. <laughs> yeah. It's an homage, Jeff. It's an homage. <laughs> um, all right, my number four. Once again, I'm just picking out a character who... Um, even though his number four might be the best character in this movie, and that would be Forrester's character. I forgot his name. The Bonds, Bond, the Bill Bondsman. Cherry, Don, Don oh, Cherry, yeah. Don Cherry. <laughs> yeah, Don, Don Cherry. Tell you what, folks, more fights, hockey. All right. <laughs> uh, I thought he was great. I just from the very beginning, and what's funny is I forgot he was in this, and the last thing I saw him in was the. Breaking Bad movie, which I think was the last thing he filmed before he passed away a couple years ago. And it's very, very similar type scene. He's a... Uh, well, I don't want to say what he is, but... Anyway, I thought he was really good in this. I didn't... I don't remember at all, so it's okay. Is he just here at the beginning? Is he going to come back? And oh, he stays through the whole movie. Yeah. Really good. Robert Forrester. Scott, number four. Okay. Uh, number four... Is I, I enjoyed like again it's contrasts uh, a lot uh, with, with Reservoir Dogs and Dogs, Reservoir Dogs <laughs> and Pulp Fiction. Uh, it's just how petty and trashy like all the criminals here are, except for Pam Greer's character. Really, um, even she's like stuck in this shithole apartment, um, you know, and she doesn't have a, like a lot of money. There's no glamour. To anything that's going on here um, and even the cops like you get the one you get buck from <laughs> uh oh fuck, kill bill yeah 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 michael parks uh uh he's only like wears like the suit jacket other than don cherry um and the robert forrester um at, at any point wait, 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 wait. why michael parks not buck they say michael park michael bowen bowen okay it was yeah, because Michael Parks is in all his movies, but yeah, that's not he's he Yeah, no, not, not the sheriff, sheriff guy. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. yeah maybe, maybe, maybe I think Bowen again. Maybe, maybe I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, like nobody's like they're they're in L.A., but you know nothing fancy's being going on here. In fact, at one point they kind of make fun of that that poor girl that that he sets up in the apartment in Compton and tells her it's Hollywood. Um, yeah. Although Hermosa Beach isn't like a bad area. <laughs> Where, he, where he's like off that beach, uh, where where he has um, where Melanie lives or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they're all just like tragedy. Where's the stupid Kanga? Kang- what are the hat's called? Kangles. 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 Whatever those hats are called. Um, uh, throughout the movie, and yeah, they're just this this kind of slimy veneer on on everything except for the. Robert Forrester and, and Pam Greer in this in this one, uh, yeah, just it, it was a, it's a fun contrast with kind of how slick everybody is in, in Pulp Fiction, uh, or or at least like how weird their their stories are. Um, these the characters here are a lot more grounded. 
Mm-hmm. Even like the stakes were again seem more reasonable. Um, you know, a million dollars is still a lot of money in, in two thousand and twenty one. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and the, but they're not greedy. They only got half of that. That's true. Hey, Alex, when Michael Keaton approached Jackie Brown in the parking structure of the airport, um, yeah, you were thinking about something right there? Uh, no, should I have been? Maybe. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, damn it. No, you, uh, on here, this, this. Oh, I thought, you know, he was going to call her a fucking whore. Oh, <laughs> I thought I thought you were trying to make like some kind of Batman reference. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, like hey, not, what? Wicker, like, wicker people. So wicker like, people? I don't know. He's <laughs> no, I was making a Commando reference. Get out of here. <laughs> you want to get nuts? Do you want a great? Let's get let's get nuts. Yeah, <laughs> let's get crazy. That looks like a nightmare from my point of view. Fucking whore. Anyway. <laughs> You know what uh, the, the one guy... <laughs> Alex, wait, number four. My number four is just... Uh, Scott mentioned a little bit, but the great use of music in this movie is phenomenal. Like, you're having a good conversation and everything, and it just, like, after one phone call at the start, Melanie, you know, they have that whole thing, and then there's another phone call, <laughs> and Ordell just stares at her until she goes over there. And this time, she actually has, like, a little quick conversation... So it's kind of thrown off guard, and then she says, it's Beaumont. And that's exactly when the music kicks in. Oh, so that was beautiful. And that's just yeah. one example. Every, like, the movie is riddled with, like, great cues, amazing music from, you know, the old Motown sound. It's just, I gotta get the soundtrack. Yeah, he knows how to put music in his movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one just... <laughs> that one little, it was just a little moment when uh, Lewis is, is making his getaway from the <laughs> from the parking lot in that VW fucking bus that he's got he turns it on he starts going and the music is blurring then it stalls out <laughs> so of course the music stops like almost cutting off until he starts it back up again and then the music keeps going oh that was, yeah, that was also brilliant okay uh, we're on about my number three yes all right, and now someone already mentioned it, but it was when uh, Robert De Niro shot uh, what's her face in the parking, Richard Fonda in the parking lot. I was not expecting that. I, yeah, just kind of he's the one who seems kind of the first half of the movie. He's the one who's kind of got everything under control. You kind you kind of get right, like he's not really acting weird. He's just kind of hanging out, drinking, getting high. To me, anyway, when I watched it, he was he was the one that was cool under pressure or whatever. And then, yeah, nope, you don't go shoot that girl. Well, because they were late, taking forever. Then she just kept nagging and nagging. Anyway, that was my number three. So, Scott, which number three? Okay, number three. Um, you guys kind of mentioned this already with the. Uh, the opening shot with Jackie um, on the on escalator, and they they mirror that toward the end of the movie in, from the shopping mall. And it's a great job here by uh, Pam Greer, um, just the the subtle change in her demeanor um, in, in those two shots um, is is really cool. Um, 
and you know she's <laughs> she's obviously walking on her own and not on the 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 ice the tramway what, what the hell are we calling it i i forgot what they call it. <laughs> horizontal the escalator yeah <laughs> yeah and anyway the um get her watch walking from like the blue tile uh on the side of the mall um yeah this before she's just kind of um she, she's harry she's, she's in a rush she's uh, hints of boredom um it's, it's hard to tell and this this time um she she's got kind of a half smirk she's, she's confident um it's 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 a really cool um I not exactly a transition, but uh, you kind of see your character transforms uh, throughout the movie here. Um, I'm I'm curious um, what, you, what you guys think if she was just doing everything on the fly, or did she like somehow set up uh, Chris Tucker's character um, to kind of set all this in motion? Obviously, there's a lot of things she couldn't have accounted for. Uh, but do you think no. she wanted this to happen? Uh, I don't. Like I don't think so. I, I mean, she's so smart, either. but I don't think she's like mastermind level Machiavelli. Okay. Yeah, I thought she just hashed up the plan once she got caught by Michael Keaton and the cops. I think out of necessity because she's like, "Well, Ordell's gonna kill me unless I do something." That's what I think too. Like I think she's smart and she did a pretty pretty good plan, but I don't think she hatched the plan until or came up with the plan until yeah she was put in the situation where she had to. Okay, Alex, number three. My number three is just the great conversations. Tarantino knows how to write just like good conversations that are really engaging. <laughs> it's like usually in a lot of movies it's like okay you keep droning on about this bullshit i just want to get you know to the next part of the movie this one i was i'm invested in like almost every like interaction that these characters have it's incredible it's interesting everybody's like played it perfectly i love it yeah especially good at it yeah my favorites are between ordell and lewis because it's just ordell going on (laughs) and robert de niro everyone's around going yep well just <laughs> did arrow expressions yeah uh, tense scene in the bus also after uh, they find out that it's books and not uh not five hundred thousand dollars oh that was fantastic heartbreaking tense it's amazing watch this movie people <laughs> yes definitely all right scott number three number two three oh, you're number three Skip one? <laughs> it's entirely oh, <no>. possible. <laughs> There's the one of fuck, the gifts, the three lines. When he cuts the guy's ear off. How petty the kind of No, I've, I've, I've done... I did, I did the one of fuck, I did the grift, I did the Tarantino through line, I did how petty and trash the criminals are, and I did Jackie at the beginning and Jackie in front of them all. So I only have two left. I think the Jackie at the beginning and Jack in front of the mall, I think you lumped that in with one other one that you were talking about. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, no, at one point, you said that. Well, I'll go. I'll listen to the tape later. 
No, you won't. No, I won't. <laughs> I absolutely won't. <laughs> but I could if I wanted to. Yeah. All right. Um, my number two was Pam Greer, Jackie Brown. Awesome. Really good in this. Um, didn't know what to expect. Obviously, she's the, the, the titular character, but mm-hmm. it's really great. Um, especially you put her in, I, I don't know what's, I don't know her from any, anything else, but yeah, you put her in scene, you know, a movie with De Niro and Keaton and Sam Jackson and everybody. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two. Jackie Brown in Jackie Brown. Alex, Foxy number two. Uh, well, now it's Scott's number two. Okay, yeah, now it's Scott's number two. Yeah. You guys sure? Are you sure? Okay, maybe that was... I was When I went after Alex... Okay, you were right, Scott. <laughs> right. I stand vindicated. Uh, <laughs> or, or sit in the dark here. Lonely. Anyway, uh, number two uh, uh, actors is Sam Jackson. I think he's the, the big standout here. Um, there's definitely like some really uh, yeoman's work here. <laughs> Robert right. Forrester and and Pam Greer and uh, smaller role. It was, it was kind of a weird role for Nero here. Uh, kind of <laughs> yeah, I'm right. kind of curious like what kind of drew him <laughs> to this other than maybe he wanted to work with Tarantino. Uh, I, I don't know, but um, maybe he's, he's going to take it easy. Yeah, Brid- yeah, okay. Fond- Sitting around smoking in. bowls. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, everybody in this is good. Uh, Chris Tucker um, is is really good. Like play, you know, he's playing Chris Tucker, but uh, it works really well. You know, with, with Sam Jackson, there's there's a lot of fun back and forth there for the short amount of time <laughs> that he actually talks him into getting in the trunk. <laughs> Jeez, that was so uh, good. Is is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Sam Jackson again. The the stoop the the kangle kangos kangles. Uh, uh, the the that super weird soul patch goatee thing he has. <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, braided. It's I feel like this is this is like how Tarantino got him to do both movies. Just let him wear weird hair things. Uh, and yeah, and like some of the scenes, his hair is like fully down. <laughs> just the ridiculous wig he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's 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 pretty funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, Sam Jackson is is is, is great here. Yeah, he is. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at Robert De Niro's credits here, and uh, man, why does we? Why do we love this guy so much? I can't remember. <laughs> like, what was the last? Like, so there's. I feel like is Heat the this this. Well, Heat was before this, right? Yeah. So '95, he did Casino, and then uh, Heat. All right, awesome, right? Two great movies. Yep. Yeah, like The Fan, Sleepers, Marvin Droom. Copland, sleepers. Jack- sleepers is decent. Copland is is okay. Yeah, I, I kind of like Copland. Jackie Brown, Wag the Dog, Great Expectation. Oh, Wag the Dog is really good, but not like I don't know. It just feels like De Niro is a higher level than some of Ronan. Analyze this. Ronan was really <laughs> analyze <good>. this. Analyze <laughs> Adventures that. Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Meet the parents. <laughs> gonna be gonna me. Be me. Yeah. Meet the parents. Ronan was was fantastic. I thought. Yeah, I, I think I gave that one like a six at least. Yeah. I'm not saying they're bad. I just feel like Ronan. he hasn't really had a. He hasn't been De Niro. De Niro. I, I don't know. Did you watch The Irishman? 
Did not. That, I that's, me either. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> Sorry, they, Marty. They, like spoilers. So early on, they they have Robert De Niro playing a younger version of Robert De Niro, and like whatever about that much. I mean, it doesn't look great. But at one point, young young Robert De Niro beats the shit out of a guy, but they couldn't like CGI him like moving like a younger guy, <laughs> so it looks like an old guy beating up somebody. <laughs> but with young, younger Robert De Niro's faces, it's, it's weird. <laughs> like maybe, maybe they should have just gotten like a body double and just filmed it from the back. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It did, it did not look good. <laughs> like Robert De Niro does not move around very swiftly these days. But he's still doing shit. He's got two movies in post production, one filming, and three in pre production. So he's working. Yeah. Oh, watch the comedian. That he was in that movie is pretty funny. All right, uh, now it's time to Alex number two. Yeah, uh, my number two is when they do the switch for real. That was awesome. Yeah, we already went into a little bit of detail of it, but I love that it goes into separate like points of view from what happened first with uh, Jackie Browns, and then with Lewis and uh, Bridget Fonda. What's her face? And then finally with Robert Forster, Don Cherry. And <laughs> I love how just easygoing, nonchalant, like the ladies on the phone is like, oh, I think my wife left the bag of uh, towels in there. Yeah, just like the way he's, he just takes his time going in, cool as a cucumber, and just walking out with no, <laughs> there's no uh, panicking. Like with Jackie Brown and she had to get the DA agents. Out. There's no people murdered in the parking lot. It's just he walks in, he walks out. It's brilliant. Yeah. But Quentin does film it in a way that there is still tension there. No, yeah, absolutely. Which is awesome. But <laughs> yeah, it's great. But essentially, yeah, he just walks in, gets the money, walks out. It's like, okay. I love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, one of my number one, and it's kind of. I have, I love the way the story evolves and then the ending of this movie. So I like the whole way, you know, you don't know how this movie, where it's going. Then you start to figure out, okay, this whole thing is going. And you, you're kind of in on her plan, but you don't know the whole thing. So like you're ahead at some points, but then you're really not as ahead as you think. And so when the ending happens and how she's playing both sides and you're playing both sides <laughs> and you know how she gets in there and has cops kill to kill Ordell and all that stuff is just badass I just love the way the story evolves in this movie mm-hmm. so that's my number one I kept just kept me in it because I think I kind of started this late and I was like oh maybe I'll start it now and finish it later and then I was like nope I'm staying up till one to watch this thing so that's my number one thanks Scott number one my number one is uh, when he gets killed in the parking lot uh, I remember seeing this the first time and, and being shocked uh, I, I don't remember very many scenes like feeling that way. Um, you know, there, there was like reading some of the, the, the Game of Thrones books, the uh, Song of Ice and Fire books. There are a couple moments with that. Um, her getting shot here was like just totally out of left field. Um, even, even for, you know, a hyper-violent uh, uh, Tarantino movie, even though there's really like, what, three bodies? four yeah um so yeah really not that huge body count but 
It, it was shocking violence. You don't even, and you don't even see her get killed. Um, you know, her getting shots kind of off screen. Uh, like obviously De Niro shooting the gun, you see that, but her getting hit, um, you really don't see that. Uh, but yeah, just it, it was very shocking. And the funny thing is, is like that the character like tells her like, <laughs> and then and then there's some some very dark humor later where he he was like, you know, I told her just, I told her to shut up, she wouldn't do it. And then Sam Jackson's like, well, why didn't you punch her? He's like, well, I you know I I just I pulled out the gun and shot her. Like <laughs> like it all makes sense to him somehow. Um, yeah. you know just but yeah just just so shocking I, I i i really can't remember very many moments like that uh and then, yeah just in the kind of the middle of this movie uh the, to have something like this uh definitely um made it made an easy call as my number one nice good moment mm-hmm. all right alex number one my number one is pam greer she plays Jackie Brown uh, to perfection. It's one of those roles where you can't imagine anybody else like in that role. But, you know, yeah. she's smart, empowering. She's not like any of the other women that just do, you know, are controlled by Ordell. Uh, she's just, you could tell that she was just doing this, you know, as a hustle. And, but she has the means to get out of it. And she does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amber. All right. Well, any honorable mentions? I don't have any today. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be actors, like you said. Uh, Sid <laughs> Haig is the, Sid Haig is the judge. <laughs> like I saw his name in the opening credits, and I'm like, I don't remember him in this movie. Okay, like obviously he did, he wouldn't have had a big role, but all of a sudden he's there as the judge. And I'm like, he's just like a normal judge. Like this is so weird. <laughs> it's <was> weirder <laughs> seeing him be a normal guy than him being a weirdo. Uh, he wasn't so in clown was makeup kind of, or anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, the and his name pops up again on one of the the apartment buildings. It says like S. Haig when he's pushing a button, like one of the call boxes somewhere. Somebody's yeah. pushing a call box button. I didn't see that. Uh, but, uh, anyway, I thought, I thought that was weird. And then finally, the it, the suit that she picks out at the end. Again, this, this goes back to the, the whole transformation thing. Um, she goes from flight attendant to badass, basically. I feel like that's the same suit that L has in uh, Kill Bill. I don't, we don't have to think about it too hard, but hmm. it, it seems very. I don't familiar. remember. Oh darn! I guess I'm gonna have to watch Kill Bill again. The the pantsuit in uh, Kill Bill yeah. Two, anyway. So yep, that's it for me. All right, any for you, Alex? Uh, just chicks who love guns. <laughs> yeah, well, that was good too. <laughs> They're just <laughs> this is like, is this a real tape? I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually just a real tape that he found and they were watching it. Yeah. Oh, oh, also shout out to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Oh, yeah. That, that place is the truth. Uh, Beaumont never made it. Yeah, poor guy. At least give him the Roscoe's first. Jesus. Yeah. Although they, they start, he was talking about something with onions, so that kind of lost me. <laughs> So I'm looking up other actors. Bridget Fonda stopped acting in 2002. Yeah, but yeah we I t- haven't seen her. Wow. Yeah, I, I I remember talking about this. Like, <coughs> what, I don't I don't remember what what fucking movie did we watch with her? In, uh, was it Elysium? No. Was that her in that movie? Doc Hollywood. That was it. Yeah, that, that good good 
Good memory, Jeff. Uh, well, I'm scrolling through her list here. So okay, yeah, just... it, was, it was Doc Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of stopped. Well, we should do Lake Placid. I'm putting Lake Placid on my list. <laughs> oh, God. You don't need Betty White movies. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know she was married to Danny Elfman. Placid. So there you go. Hmm. I don't know if they're still Did married, they but at one point they were. All right, well, as usual, it's time to rate the movie. We rate on a scale of one to seven, one being garbage, seven being perfection. I give this a six. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I uh, can't wait to watch it again, actually. So, six for me. Scott. Uh, this, is, this is tough for me. Um, like, I want to give it a five, but I do want to watch it again. I feel like there's some things that I missed and, and some things that I didn't fully appreciate, maybe. Um, the really only thing holding back is... I think it starts off really slowly, uh, more yeah, so chicks than with guns. other, other Come Tarantino on. stuff. Um, and it, some of the way that they, they structure it, I think I felt it was a little clumsy. Is not the right word, but um, I don't know. Maybe um, it just didn't jive well together. Uh, but yeah, I do want to see it again. I'm just like I know, I know, I don't know what our criteria is. Uh, but I do want to watch it again, which, which will uh, also bump it up to a six for me. Okay. And Alex. Uh, this is a seven. After rewatching this, uh, it is easily my favorite Tarantino movie. And yeah. This I is your it. favorite Tarantino movie? Yeah. Wow. I haven't seen some of his more recent. I still haven't seen, you know, the Western ones, Django and Hateful Eight. So it could change. You haven't seen those? Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I, I, I like. I mean, I, I think I like all these better, but yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen one of those. But yeah, I haven't seen those yet. But as of right now, Jackie Brown, my favorite Tarantino movie, and I love it. Seven. Okay. Everything just everything just connects for me in this movie. Okay. Awesome. Um. All right. Well, now on to our crossover topic, which is top stings in That's movies. Right. Uh, excluding wrestlers and uh, singers of bands. What about <laughs> so, swords? So, uh, and my swords, sorry. So funny, funny thing about this is I, I had to do a little bit of research. So I put top Sting movies, right? And of course it came back with a list of movies starring Sting. Dune was number and one. Dune. Dude, Dune, I was like, I don't remember any Stings. In Dune. Uh, but then the funny <laughs> thing is I wasn't thinking. And then I put in, I put in top police stings. <laughs> and then like, almost Yo. like, almost like simultaneously as, as I was hitting enter, I was like, oh, this isn't going to help me either. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into it. I, I had a tough time with this one too. Yeah. Um, but I, my number five, I'm going to go right with a, a com- comedic one. And that would be from Arrested Development when uh, Tobias goes uh, undercover. Although he doesn't know he's going undercover. <laughs> they want mole. him to be a mole and he doesn't understand in the whole episode. And that's when George Michael gets the jetpack and Tobias comes as a giant mole and they mess up t- Tiny Town. And oh my God, it's one of the best episodes ever. I also, uh, is that a Mr. F episode too? I'm not sure. It is. Mr. F. Great episode. So, Tobias Fumke as the mole, as the FBI was trying to look in on George, uh, not George Michael, um, whatever. The, the, the bad, the, the, the stuff they're doing, the blue th- 
Yeah. Slight Michael. treasons. This is slight treasons of Saddam Hussein. In Beluth. <laughs> All right, Scott, number five. Uh, number five is the this is the first well the first real one I thought of anyway uh, was the end of uh, Who Am I? Uh, so on one hand, oh, damn, they kind of yeah. rope they kind of rope him into to, to doing that at the end with the the disc or the what do you mean the disc at that point like the the drive um, yeah. the data drive uh, but then you find out that the the like. The, the woman that's been kind of following him around turns out that she works for, she works for the CIA and they've been working this whole giant sting. <laughs> and the, the whole movie is like, they, they, they make him think that he's part of a sting uh, to make him like help the bad guys. But uh, it's some hilarious shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like she, she talks about, uh, like he, he asks like, aren't you a little young to be in the CIA? And she's like dubbed says, we have, we have younger members as young as 18. And then uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah, who who am I? All right. Well, this is not on my list, but you totally threw this in my memory. Would be in Rumble in the Bronx and toward the end when he has uh, the yeah, wire. Also, <laughs> yeah, our boss, our boss is, is like, White Tiger. <laughs> oh god, yeah. That guy should have won all the Oscars. And then, mm-hmm. and then, real human beings died after being run over by hovercraft. <laughs> yes. Yep. Jackie broke his leg. <laughs> what Ooh. he did? He broke something. Yeah, he broke his foot during one of the one of the jump stunts or whatever. And like during the scene where he's on the like, being pulled by the boat, like uh, jet skiing with his bare feet, he's like his sock is like a big cast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah they put the sock yeah. over his cast. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Who wins in a fight, Jackie Chan or Jackie Brown? I'm just kidding. All right, um... <laughs> well, it depends. <laughs> So we're on to my number four? Uh, no, my number five. Oh, sorry. You're number five. Uh, from uh, Naked Gun Two and a Half, where Sting almost happened. <laughs> They're in some warehouse, and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Frank has been swimming in raw sewage. Yeah. I love it. There it is. That's a good word. Let's go. <laughs> but they park too close to a fucking power pole, yeah. so they can't open the doors to the van to get out to rescue him. Uh, so this, this thing almost happened. Oh, that scene, that whole scene's great. <laughs> and, uh, it's so stupid, the the professor, like, everything keeps falling off the shelf on him. Like, he's perfectly <laughs> fine, like, yeah. before uh, uh, George Kennedy breaks in to help them. <laughs> like, like, oh my god, what happened to him? And <laughs> just, Leslie Nielsen's so fantastic. He, like, looks over in, like, total shock, because he, <laughs> he was totally fine a minute ago. <laughs> oh, god. Anyway, I yeah. love it. I love it. All right. My number four is basically the entire movie of Donnie Brasco, which I don't know if it's a, it's an undercover yeah, movie. I don't know if it's yeah, that I was, I, was having, I, I was having trouble well, with that too, Jeff, so I don't know. At the end, I would say that was a sting. Yeah. So, Donnie Brasco. I'll accept it. That's a good movie. All right. It's a Fugazi. Yeah. Speaking of dude, no, that's not De Niro, that's Pacino. Never mind. Hey, I'm Mormon. Watch your language, okay? <laughs> Stupid chief. All right, Scott, number four. Okay. Uh, without spoiling anything, um, I don't know if either of you have seen The Spanish Prisoner. I have not. 
Okay, well, that's all I'll say about that. But it's it's got a pretty good one. Okay. Okay. Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is Scarface. It's a, uh, the middle of the movie, I believe, where Manolo comes over and he says he's got this great new accountant that can launder large amounts of money, and he's Jewish, so he totally knows his numbers. And it turns out, uh, it's the feds. It's the feds. Cheese it. Yeah, he got stung. Poor Manolo. Ah, Tony, no. Ah, Tony. <laughs> I'm Robert Loja. <laughs> Robert. What was that for, like, an orange juice commercial? I what still was get, damn it, I gotta look that up. Come on. <laughs> I keep forgetting to rewatch that. Alright. Um, Alright, uh, my number three is from the movie Heat. Um, and the real sting that happens that fails because the one guy makes noise, but they they they've tracked them all down. They're they're robbing. I forgot what they're actually robbing. The jewelry's something or other, and De Niro's standing outside and he hears the noise. But just that whole the tension of that scene and them walking away to show what kind of awesome crew they are. Pacino getting pissed off. So. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> Scott number three. Heat, heat. Uh... Of the got a heat. Uh, okay. Uh, so my number three is uh, Super Troopers. Um, so there's actually kind of several in this movie, uh, mm-hmm. but they're all funny. Um, the one point again, this kind of blends the line with them going undercover, but uh, when they <laughs> they try they they're gonna try to go infiltrate the uh, the trucker. Like hang out, but they yeah. but neither one of them can figure out how to, to start the the big rig. Yeah, this rig sucks. <laughs> uh, them uh, like the the sting to um, they get like double cross basically, um, and then the the sting at the end where they when they make it seem like they've been fired from the police, uh, but they they instead do the sting at the the house party. They're <laughs> not that yeah, yeah. drunk. <laughs> Cheeky bastards. Uh, so yeah, so several in that movie, uh, more to comedic effect. Mm-hmm. Alex, number three. My number three is from Seinfeld. <laughs> when <laughs> George is forced to pay for a very expensive book that he took to the toilet <laughs> at the fucking Brentados. So at the very end of the movie... <laughs> to get even with them, he's gonna he's gonna shoplift a book. So you see him walking around, and and Seinfeld instead of his dad, you know, for to get the store to drop the charges on his dad, he pretty much rats him out. He goes, "That guy right there, swarm, swarm," and all the Brentano security guards <laughs> go in and take him down. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I don't know how it's a sting, but it's pretty good. Yeah, because they're all just ready. They're always ready for a sting over at Brentano's. That's right. Because old people steal batteries. <laughs> That's why we don't carry batteries anymore. <laughs> all right. Well, my number two is also it's the entire movie. There's there's double stinging. There's all sorts of stuff going on. And that'd be The Departed. I mean, I don't know where there's there's multiple stings in this movie, and yeah. some work, some don't, and get, some are double crossed. And get a feed me the pork. Yeah, and there's a 
CGI rat that walks by at the end. Who knows? It's CGI and there's Boston accents. <laughs> and there's lots of headshots. So there many headshots. There, there headshot are a lot the of people that they brought forward headshot technology. Oh God. By, by 10 years, by a decade. Talk about unexpected shootings. I have this figure. The Leonardo DiCaprio one's got to be. Yeah, that was pretty shocking. Yeah. <laughs> As well. I'll be up there. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> all right. That's my number two. Scott, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is, well, The Sting. Uh, I don't know. If, uh, also, my number two. Yeah, no, I think Jeff, you said you haven't seen it, right? I still haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah I want to say that's on my list, um, but it, but at any rate, um, yeah, I won't spoil anything then. Uh, but yeah, number two, the sting for, for people that know what you're talking about. Does Paul Newman have any buddy's arms broke? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Newman's gonna have her legs broke. <laughs> oh no, the cord. <laughs> Paul, that Paul Newman makes me lemonade. I mean, you guys could talk. The movie's like. 50 years old you can talk about it it's fine um you know, just just uh some the, the whole movie's like one big heist movie basically yeah so that, that's all you need to know yeah leading up to like a big score at the end yeah all right um well then i guess we're back up to my number one and this would be the entire i mean it's an entire show i'll just say first season we the wire <laughs> okay it's about people wearing the wire it really isn't, but it happens occasionally. And tapping phone lines, tapping, getting this is a movie so old that the show is like the pagers and texting's a new thing and all that. But uh, watch The Wire because I know you guys haven't. Watch it. I've seen a few episodes. It was really good. Yeah, it is. All right, that's my number one. Scott, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is the sword that Bibble Baggins finds in the Misty Mountains. <laughs> it doesn't uh, count. We excluded it at the I'm, start. Damn it. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Um, well, isn't it a sting when all the hobbits come and jump on his bed at the end? Yeah, he doesn't Whoa. know that's going to happen. We've, we've already talked about Dune, so that's out too. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, my, my alternate for number one uh, is actually um, Godfather Part 2. Where it's basically Michael trying to bait out who like sold them out, who attacked his home. Uh, that's basically like the, the entire plot almost for, for his side of things uh, so yeah Godfather 2 and then it works and then and then somebody breaks his heart somebody who's somebody who's smart who is it Luca Brazzi I mean it could have been it was Fredo be, about, <gasps> be a masculine Fre- child Fre- 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 Fredo's smart Smart, Michael. Smart, Smart. I can do things. All right. Alex, what's your number one? My number one is from a Disney movie. Eh? Can you guys guess? Escape Great Mouse Detective. Mountain. Nope. <laughs> Robin Hood. The whole contest was a whole just a big skin. A sting. Uh, skin. Big sting. A ploy uh, to get Robin Hood. And they finally figure out he was a stork. And they beat him. With American foosball. <laughs> That's right. Well, that chicken was good. She was. Swivel Just hips. like Flash Gordon. Hey. I miss, I miss that. The being able to use a sport to dominate. <laughs> <laughs> In combat. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is one thing. I'm going to allow it because I didn't have great stuff on my list. But 
I thought when I looked up Sting, it was law enforcement doing it, not like um, Godfather Two or what you yeah, just said. Yeah, so. I thought about that. Like the the thing I didn't, the thing I tried to avoid was the whole undercover thing. Yeah. So I think like undercover is like a very specific, um, and that's technically all undercover yeah. is is like a Sting, like an Sting Sting. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, Sting is like trying to to draw somebody or something out to for some like ultimate purpose, like to. Trick somebody into something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying, Jeff. Like, yeah, it, it's normally a law enforcement thing. Yeah, Wikipedia, the very first sentence. In law enforcement. Yeah. But that's Wikipedia. Who knows? That could be uh, Mr. Uh, Big right there. Well, uh, I, I can mm-hmm. adjust my list. If we, if we ever do <laughs> top five stings again, we'll just... Like I said, I had undercover more than stings, too. I was just curious. With, I'll just go with Fade Ratha as my number one. I didn't work backward. Right, any honorable mentions? Whoops, sorry. Right, any honorable mentions? Mm. Not that I can think of. All right. Top of my head. Well, it is time for Alex News Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Speaking of swimming in raw sewage, <laughs> if, you go, if you go to FedEx Field, make sure you check your seats so you're not under a bursting pipe. Uh-oh. You guys see this? No. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. Fans are just <laughs> watching a football game and then a pipe bursts from above and just starts raining sewage on everybody. Oh, it wasn't even beneath them? Uh, what was. Where is FedEx Field? So I'm looking right now. Uh, Washington, right? Iowa. Yeah, this is the Redskins, I guess. Did they t- did they have the official name? Sorry, not the Redskins. Can't say that anymore. The Washington football team. Yeah, I don't think they have, like, the, the, the Washington FC. <laughs> football club really? who, no. who changed to no they did they dropped it but they don't think they have the official thing yet yeah they oh, were okay. the redskins and they've dropped it and they still haven't replaced it yet so they're just so like they're just washington. Called the football team. Yeah, no. yeah. okay well then the washington washingtons have a shitty feel literally <laughs> but yeah uh, the the nfl kicked off this week so that happened at dodger stadium a couple years ago remember that it was like going into the dugout i think it was like a preseason like the the, whatever you call it with the angels the freeway series or whatever yeah. and it was happening and they just called the game or something i i know uh oakland stadium whatever that's called like is infamous is a ship pole where it's like below the sea level so that was like causing problems and yeah that stadium sucks yeah below the sea level above the stink line <laughs> maybe all right, well, then it's time for DM News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, I saw Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. <sighs> like, they make a joke out of the movie that, that other characters can't pronounce his name. But, uh, so, Shang-Chi. Uh, managed to see it in theaters uh, with a room that was just vaxxed people. So, that was nice. Um, but uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think I think Jeff, you saw it as well. I did. I also really enjoyed it. Okay, um, Alex, mm. I imagine with the boys, it was probably, probably a little tougher to. Yeah, yeah. Haven't gotten haven't gotten a way to watch that yet. Yeah, but um, you know, I've, I haven't thought too hard about where I would rank this in the pantheon of MCU movies. Um, well, you got to start over, so it's number one. Right that now. is true. I mean, there, there's a lot of things I want, I want to talk about, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll wait until you've had the chance, Alex. But uh, I think, I think it, it this this did do a couple of cool things. 
um, you know, without, without spoiling too much, um, where uh, the way they treat the characters, the way they treat the characters by the end, I think is nice because um, they kind of, um, you know, everything's kind of established now. Maybe, I don't know, Jeff, you kind of know what I'm talking about where um, they're just kind of like, well, now you're a part of everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of deal. <laughs> Um, I thought that, thought that was cool, um, but yeah, it's okay. it's um, a some great choreography here. Uh, my, my one big gripe with it uh, is that it does kind of turn into a CGI fest, but then again, so does every fucking Marvel movie. So <laughs> yeah, like that, I can't really blame this movie specifically. Although there is there are some really cool. Um, creatures, I guess, again, to, to kind of spoil things um, in this. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Alex just posted the Robert Loggia orange juice commercial. <laughs> God. Wow, it's Robert Loggia. <laughs> yeah. Well, then who would you believe? Uh, oh, my God. <sighs> Sorry. So now I want to watch it. Uh, but, um, yeah, well, a lot of fun. Uh, again, it's... it's it's nice to, to have a, a relatively fresh face um, heading up one of these Marvel movies. Um, you know, some, some things uh, that, I, that I can again, talk about without spoilers. I, I liked how they handled the like, speaking Chinese in this, um, where everybody kind of starts off with that, and they kind of start leaning into the English where it makes sense. Um, at one point in the movie, they kind of hand wave like, why certain characters speak in English. But at that point, like, everybody is, is said Chinese. Um, uh, you know Tony Tony Lung is great. Uh, he's like mega star in in China. Um, I think it's like his first Western movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of see like why he's he's such a big movie star over there. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, just uh, again a, a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I, w- I really want to talk about the stingers, but we'll <laughs> we'll have to save that for yes, another conversation. Huh. Yeah. yeah, and I will say one thing: um, I was a little worried about the humor in this movie and, and some of the characters, and they dialed it back for a while. There it was getting a little like, oh boy, oh boy, and I want to say like, I think just as I was about to get annoyed with it, they cut it back. So I think it was the perfect amount. Cool. Yeah, there out there because yeah. I was a little worried for a while, and then they hit the right topic. Uh, so yeah. I, I will say without spoilers too, a little, a little too much CGI toward the end of the movie, or I was yeah. getting a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but oh, before we leave Shang Chi, uh, if you're on Twitter and you follow Simu Liu, it turns out he did a lot of work for uh, Getty Images. <laughs> so there's a bunch of these ridiculous pictures of him. It's like, like pointing at computers, right? Yeah, pointing at computers. <laughs> There's one with a dance class, I guess, and that's uh, great. That is that is funny. Every once in a while, he'll he'll comment on him and go, "Thanks, I hate this." <laughs> yeah, his uh, he, he had a couple funny um, tweets before the movie was released about like like the the Asian parent uh, stereotype <laughs> about how like he had one tweet about like how his his parents weren't like impressed with him until he was able to show them the movie poster, like that was in Chinese, uh, <laughs> or about how I was getting like eighty four on Rotten Tomatoes, and then he like in quotes he put, "Well, what happened to the or eighty six percent?" Like, 
what happened to the other 14? And then you put like my parents probably. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, just, uh, again, I, 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 I recommend it. I guess it's the easiest uh, thing to say. So yeah, happy, happy to go see an MCU movie. Um, speaking of the MCU, that's right. Um, I am all caught up on, uh, what if, um so yeah we'll have to kind of do something about that alex yeah yeah maybe 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 we'll pull in jeff this time i don't know but uh um without uh, saying too much um i enjoy that they're able to take these in such a different direction and tone than than the movies Mm -hmm. um so i'll kind of leave it at that (laughs) uh but yeah that that's uh, again uh a fun thing they they cram a lot into those like they're all like 30 minutes long or about right yeah uh, they, they cram a lot into into those 30 minutes um yeah. in each one of these sometimes um, it does feel rushed but it's like what do you you can't it can't be helped. yeah no no i don't i don't feel like it's like needs to be longer but like yeah it, these things kind of fly by mm-hmm. uh so yep saw that um as as a kind of a I don't know. Watch some uh, online gaming friends. We watched, uh, or I watched with them. Uh, watched. I've seen, seen a few movies uh, for, for laughs, uh, including Twilight, which I'd never seen before, all the way through. Um, I can't say I recommend it. Without <laughs> <laughs> sure? going into too much more detail, uh, the same thing for Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, also, don't don't think I can recommend that one either. Um, but yeah, those those are things that I have uh, I've watched. Uh, and then, what, and then, what's better, Fifty Shades of Grey or East of Eden? East of Eden. <laughs> okay. I've I mean I've I've seen East of Eden. Um, I think, I mean, East of Eden's an awful movie, but yes, I think there's is. like there's like a, a plot there at least. Like there's there's like nothing going on in Fifty Shades. Like the characters are just total zeros. Like, it's just basically like an excuse to kind of get from one sex scene to another, mm. which is like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to king shame anybody or whatever, but, uh, like as a film, <laughs> it's, it's a little rough. Um, and then finally I've been, uh, I, I probably mentioned this at some point, but I've been rewatching Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which is my favorite of the series. Um, and, uh, they <laughs> just watched a two-parter. That was supposed to take place in uh, 2025. Um, where they go they... back in time? Hmm? Did they go back in time? Yes, there was an episode okay. where they go back. It was like a two-parter where they go back in time to Earth. Yeah. Um, don't ask me like why they happen to be back in Earth when they're stuck in the space station in the middle of nowhere. Like, right. Uh, don't think about it too hard. But at, at any rate, they're on Earth in 2025, and they wind up getting stuck in what what is called a, in San Francisco in a sanctuary. Where basically, like all these large cities have walled off uh, portions of their cities and just basically thrown all the poor people in there. Um, and constantly, the characters, like throughout both of the the two parters, are saying like, "How did Earth let let things get this way?" And like, "Oh well, people needed to like realize that they needed to do this, this, and this." And like, they're just shaking their heads the whole time. I'm like, "Fuck, we're like four years away from that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. And like. We're not exactly walling people off, but damn, we're 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 it's we're a ways Scott. we're away 
we're away from the, the Gene Roddenberry uh, utopian society that, that, that he had envisioned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it is funny though. Like they, they talk about a baseball team like um, from like 2015 called like the Kings. <laughs> it's, like, so yeah, they definitely dated themselves there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. That's, that's, that's all I want to talk about. Um, Star Trek with the, uh, the moral lessons that are unfortunately still applicable. Oof. Um, Alex, you want to go over? Uh, yeah, I finished Control, the video game for PS4, and Super I really feature. liked it a lot. It was very, it had this creepy atmosphere where I, if I did, if I wasn't playing it, I didn't want to play it. <laughs> but once I actually was like, okay, I better just, you know, I, let's just keep playing this game, see where it goes. And at, when I got my controller, my hands on the controller, and I was actually playing it, then I wanted to just keep going. It's it's a weird experience, but I loved it. It's a good game. I recommend. Okay. Yeah, I played again. I played a bit of it and uh, was weirded out right away. I think we like some of the initial hallways. <laughs> Not saying too much. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. Yeah, they they kind of don't do that. Aside from that first part, which is a shame. They kind of do later on, but yeah, not so much. Which, I mean, from a game design standpoint, I can see why like, you wouldn't want to. But um, yeah, it's still that, it's a good that, game. Yeah. All right, uh, anything else? Nope, not for mine. All right, uh, Jeff, anything you want to go over? Um, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, I saw Shang Chi. I, I, I watched Fanboys. It was happened to, like be suggested. I'm like I haven't seen this movie in forever. <laughs> I kind of like watch it slash fast forward through it. It's not good, but there's some funny moments. Um, so that, if you're a fanboy, go yeah, watch it. The ending. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty classic. Yeah. Oh, Kirsten Bell in the Slave Leia outfit? Well, that too. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> um, the other news I saw, uh, that the, the, they're remaking the Knights of the Old Republic video game. For for the Yeah, for the PS5. Wasn't, yeah, like, mm-hmm. wasn't this an Xbox exclusive when it came out? No, it no, like it's a, on PC. PC. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe that was the first console or the only console. Yeah, because okay. it was PC and Xbox 360, I believe. No, that could have been a 360 game. Really, it was an Xbox? Damn. Oh yeah, yeah. It's an old game. Man. It's old. Okay, yeah. all right. I but played yeah. on a PC and I didn't even finish it, but um, yeah, I know a lot of people love that game, so that's cool. It's got Jennifer Hale doing the voice. So I need to replay it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to revamp the combat, or if they're going to leave it the same. I mean, they they have to. It's 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 kind of clunky. You know, yeah, it, I mean, it is. Know. Yeah, product of its time. <laughs> is it McClunky? <laughs> Boo. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I am behind on the What If series. I haven't seen the last two or three. Um, yeah. And now the football started, and we're getting closer to October, which is sports, sports, sports October. month. I won't be watching much. Anyway, hockey starts in October. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this one's basketball. Hockey, basketball, football, and playoff baseball. What about pickleball? The, the Lakers have yeah. gone full Lakers, and, and... yep, pickleball, pickleball, badminton. <laughs> mm-hmm. Prime, prime Batman season, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Anybody else got anything else? Uh, I think we are good. Yeah. All right. Um, that. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.